All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with another episode of this freaking show. The weekly podcast with a little bit of something and a whole lot of nothing. I am your host, Travis D. And with me this evening, as always, Awkward Colin and GeekCast Joe. And this episode of this freaking show is brought to you by the wonderful, delicious, enjoyable restaurant, the Fire Pit Bar and Grill, Pietzel, Illinois. If you're looking for a down-home country restaurant that gives you a burger and a beer for just $6.99 every Monday and Wednesday, you need to check out Fire Pit Bar and Grill Pia Mmm. Burgers. They're so good. <laughs> They're not good. I actually made uh, burgers on, uh, on the grill the other night. And nice. uh, they were fucking good. And I realized something. <clears throat> I used to have, like, like my mom got me this fucking grill. No, like, no, I bought the grill. I bought this grill uh, when I got the house, and I hardly ever used it because, like, you know, like, either it fucking rained or it fucking snowed or, like, I was fucking lazy, and uh, I just ended up just, like, baking or pan frying everything, so I never really, like, enjoyed using the grill, and, like, the one opportunity I had to use the grill, I really didn't use it too much, and that's when we had, like, this uh, cookout back in the summer, and I've never been a big fan of, like, cooking burgers and shit like you know i cook like hot dogs and bratwurst you know italian sausage shit like that like the easy shit uh steaks i could do steaks not much chicken because you really gotta be careful with chicken um colin tried to kill me with chicken once that was very cool oh uh, i remember when we made it like um i think you put like cheese in the middle oh but like but like they're so thick like the timer wasn't set right and it was kind of like it was very uh pink inside Mm-hmm. You had to throw them back in, so mm. <laughs> I think I, I think I ate like half of it. So I mean, it was weird though, cause I'm like, is that fucking pink? Fucking, I just kept eating it. Uh, but anyways, so I cooked these burgers, and, I, and they're like the like you know like I have this. Uh, I bought like a quarter of a cow a while back, and I think I remember mentioning that. So I have like these two pound things of ground beef. I took one out, frosted, and I made like these burger patties and shit. I kept thinking to myself like, I'm not really good at cooking burgers. But I feel like if I leave it under long enough, it has to be cooked to a certain point where it's edible. So I said, fuck it. But they turned out absolutely perfect the way I cooked them. So I think I figured out what it is. is like I could cook raw, ready-to-go, fresh patties. It's those frozen fuckers that always get me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I think from now on, when I make burgers, I'm going to cook them on the grill. But I'm just going to fucking defrost them and make sure they're like raw and ready-to-go and shit. Because that shit turns out perfect. I got the timing down right. The biggest thing I got to work on, I got to work on the seasoning. Because if you don't season it right, it literally just tastes like a wad of meat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't do that. Nothing wrong with I a like wad of wads meat. of meat. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, seasoning is better. I'm not. Seasoning is always better. Salt, pepper, a little garlic powder, some shit, something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bothered everyone else. Joey, tell me about uh, your sermon on Sunday. How did it go? Uh, well, I think. I don't know. I haven't really yeah. gotten a lot of feedback on it yet. So, Did people seem like they were drawn in? Were they sleeping? Did people leave halfway through? Uh, at least one person left uh, toward the end. But Well, Joe, I just want to let you know that I think you did a great job. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Did that. you I mean, record it so I could see it later? I did record it. Uh, I don't have a CD drive, so I can't upload it. Um, I have to wait for my pastor to get back from, uh, her business trip. 
and then she'll edit it and and post it. That's awesome. We'll make sure you send me the link when you do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I I want to see if like if halfway through I just get off my computer and walk away. <laughs> That's good, uh, man. I'm glad I'm glad here. I'm glad here. I I believe it went well. I mean, I I listen to you speak, and like even though I don't quite understand everything. You say it pretty, and that's well, what's thanks. important. Yeah, <laughs> I hope nobody I gave you feedback. Really? No, not really, not yet. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Like after after the service, do you stick around and talk to people? Yeah, yeah. Well, See, I, mean, I would. I, got, I, would I got a lot of people that. like you know like thank you for your your sermon or thank you for this or thank you for that, but like they don't like stop and tell you exactly what they think. They're just sort of polite. Yeah. So I can't, it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you can't tell whether or not you actually did well. And it's not like the very first time I preached here, I got like, uh, applause and I haven't gotten that since. And so that really fucks with me too. Pardon my language. You see what it, see what it is. It's like one of those things like where you're sitting there at the end of the sermon and people are fucking leaving and all of a sudden fucking you know, Gertrude and Stanley walk through, shake your hand, tell you good job, and as they keep on walking, they whisper each other, ugh, the worst. And then she throws in that, well, bless his heart. You know, it's like, fuck Gertrude. Mm-hmm. I think I think the worst thing ever is when someone says, like, bless their heart. Like, deep down, like, they know, like, you're fucked. Yeah. They try to say it in, like, a kind way. Mm-hmm. Like they're thinking like, 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 well, at least he doesn't want to do this as a career. And then deep down, they really don't know that this is your career. And then they <laughs> find out later it's your career. And you're like, are you sure? Like, you know, there's, there's other things I'm sure you're good at. Like, not this. Mm-hmm. Fucking Gertrude. I hate Gertrude. Next time you see Gertrude, you tell her she's a bitch. In the <laughs> middle do. of the sermon. In the middle of the sermon. We'll do. And on the fourth day, God said, Gertrude. Gertrude. Yep. <laughs> Gertrude's a bitch. <laughs> Holy shit. I'm sure it went well, Joe. I yeah. Mean, I, mean, I, I, I'm, I know it did. I, I know you. I know, uh, I know what type of person you are. So I know you put a lot of work into it. And usually when you fucking put a lot of work into it, you're really, I mean, you fucking go above and beyond what you need to do. I appreciate that. Yeah. And I hope that I mean, that's I, what I did. It's, it's one of those weird things where, like, I get, I get so. Uh, I don't want to say worked up or nervous. I, I do get nervous, but like I'm, I'm so there's so much energy in me that it's like I can't. It's like I black out while it happens, and I can't remember. You know, did I say what I meant to say, or did I say something else? Or you know what I mean? Like it's just, it's oh, I don't know. So I mean, I guess well, you know Joe, what I... I got. I got a hug and like do me eyes from my wife <laughs> afterwards. So that's probably means I did good. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's well, a pity Joe. fuck Joe. <laughs> I I believe everyone gets nervous when they are public speaking, so that's mm-hmm. pretty normal. But uh, did I ever tell you what I accidentally did? What's that? When I was uh in public speaking class. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, apparently when I was public speaking, I accidentally said "God damn it" in front of the entire class. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and. I didn't even, like, I blacked that out. I didn't even notice. But the teacher threatened to send me to the principal's office for it. Oh, jeez. She's like, I should have sent you to the principal's office for swearing. I'm like, I didn't swear. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, you did. You just like <laughs> GD in front of the entire class. Jeez. So. 
At least it oh, wasn't man. that bad. That's true. Especially if it's at a church. I know. Yeah, and, oh, man. You know, it's weird because, I mean, things like that happen. Like, you'll say something not even thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Because, because like, in you know, normal speech, and it may be bad to say, but, I mean, there are some times where profa- uh, profanity is just a common occurrence in your, like, daily language. Like, uh-huh. I'll sit there. And, like, I'll go back, like, I'll listen to our shows once in a while and everything. And I, and I know I cuss a lot on the show, and I'm entitled to. It's my fucking show. But, like, once in a while, like, I'll hear, like, a shit or something that like, I never even knew I threw in there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like, my God, that's a, that's a lot of words. Yeah. I think one day I'm going to challenge myself to have a completely cuss-free show just to see what happens. Ooh, we should do that. Yeah, right? We're, we're going to try that. Maybe uh, we probably won't do it when we have a guest because I get too excited when we have guests. Yeah. Speaking of guests, um, I don't know if you guys uh seen Super Casey's uh, Facebook page lately. No, I haven't. But uh, she did a shoot with uh, one of her uh, fellow cosplayers for Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. I'd climb yeah. out of that dress in a heartbeat. <laughs> Holy shit. She, I mean, she looks just like Belle. Swear to God. Really hope she doesn't wow. listen to the show. <laughs> I hope she was. I hope she hears the show. What's she gonna do? Like, um, I'm offended by that. No, she'll probably be flattered. I mean, holy shit, she looks really good in that fucking uh, outfit. I mean, unfortunately, like, there's only like a few pictures, like just pictures of her creating the dress, and there's like maybe like one or two where you actually see the dress. But because the shoot's like a legitimate shoot, they can't really post a lot of pictures from the shoot itself. Um, yeah. but there were a couple like, you know, in her, because she created it, she did, she made the dress herself. So, I mean, it turned out amazing. And because of her, I can't wait to see the live action movie that's coming out this year. So, yeah, I, I definitely want to see it. Yeah. It's also weird. Every time I think of anything beauty and the beast related, I think of the actual theme song and it plays in my head. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Tales as old as time. Knock out, knock out. I'm not going to go through that. Yeah. <laughs> Dogs as old as rhymes. Nah, that's cool. Uh, Colin. Yes. Why don't you uh, regale us with uh, stories of your vacation? Oh, yeah. I went on vacation this weekend. Uh, that's right. See, I follow your guys' shit because I have no nothing else to do. I don't have a guess. <laughs> <laughs> Me and uh, my girlfriend. Went down to St. Louis this weekend. Uh, really fun time. Boring ass drive. I mean, really, it's not that bad of drive. I mean, I, I love actually do love to drive, but for some odd reason, I just felt wasn't feeling this this time's drive. Usually, I'm fine, but <laughs> it was fun. Drove down there. <clears throat> we went to the Arch the first day, but uh. It's under construction right now. A lot of it is. So it wasn't fully open to its full potential, but that's all right. I'll give it to them. Um, would have been better. I mean, it was my girlfriend's first time down there. But she understands better that they have it maintained than have stuff that's unsafe or looks hideous. So, But um, I told her we'll, we'll plan another trip out there to see that again when it's back to normal but uh yeah a lot of fun saw my family my relatives out there uh went out to dinner with them 
went to the mall, and we just relaxed when we were out there, had a lot of fun, took her out for dinner, because we were out there celebrating her birthday and uh, Valentine's Day, so, uh, yeah, a lot of fun going out there. Um, if you guys have never been, you should. It's nice. And uh, the real nice thing about it, a lot of the stuff down there is free because it's all paid for in their taxes. So, like, you can go to the art museum and the uh, zoo and stuff. It's free. I think they said at the, you have to pay parking at the zoo, but other than that, actual admission is free. And then, obviously, probably, like, your special things, like events or money, but... Uh, yeah, definitely get out there if you ever get a chance. So. Yeah. Nice. Definitely. Travis, how's the job hunt going? Oh, uh, you know, it's actually going pretty good. Uh, I actually had a conference call uh, today for a little bit discussing um, uh, salary negotiations and stuff like that, kind of getting like uh, – a jump start and all that with a uh, potential job that I'm hoping to hear good news about either Friday or Monday. So, you know, fingers crossed on that. So, um, it's weird though, because like, um, I got let go. What was it a week, like a week ago, 10 days ago, but it feels like so much longer because I've, I haven't done anything really except small things around the house and went to a couple of job interviews. But I mean, I've only employed with a couple Fridays ago, not last Friday, but the previous Friday. So, yeah, what is that, 10 days? Yeah, 10 days. But it feels like it's been like a month. Like, wow. I forget what day it is sometimes. Like, last Friday, I forgot the, the next day was Saturday. It's, uh, I'm going to catch up on Netflix. I mean, there's that. I watched this awesome um, movie, um, or not movie, this TV show, uh, Breakout Kings, which is actually pretty cool. So that was awesome. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I don't, uh, I don't do much with my life. I ain't gonna lie. I mean, even when I have a job, I don't, I don't do shit. So fucking boring. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I like it that way. No, I, li- I like my time and shit like that. So it gives me an opportunity to, uh, you know, kind of like put some stuff together for our shows when I actually put together shit for our shows and, you know, not do anything, which is fun too. Um, one of the cool things is uh, getting opportunities to find awesome fucking bands like the Dead South. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Joey, uh, I, well, I, 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 I literally just told you both about it today like probably within the last 20 minutes and uh joey played us the song before we started recording and you loved it i did it was excellent oh yeah definitely i was loving the song too right i mean just like it's it's awesome because it's and that was the thing that i realized like even a few years back um is canadian country artists are literally putting out the best country music right now because, and I'm not sure if Canada realizes it, but they're like 10 years behind us when it comes to country music. 
Because the music that we were listening to 10 years ago is the country music that they're putting out now, which is awesome because the music I loved 10 years ago, that country in America was putting out, that was my favorite time. You know, the like, you know, the, the beginning, like where, you know, Zach Brown Band first originally came out, you know, before everything got really poppy and shit like that, Toby Keith and all that. So, mm-hmm. so to find bands like this, and this is even like, this is even like what they're putting out now is it even sounds older than that because it has. You know, like the banjos and the deep bass and all that shit, and it, it was awesome. And then, um, as we're seeing her talking, I pulled up the website to kind of get a quick biography about it and everything. And uh, I was gonna read it to you, but I wanted to wait till we got on the show because it kind of made me laugh. I kind of wanted to share with everyone else, kind of get an idea of the band we're talking about. So I'm not gonna read the entire thing. But I'm just gonna read the first two passages that made me laugh about them, and then uh, people could judge them based on that. Uh, okay, so meet the Dead South. They wear white shirts, black suspenders, black pants, travelers' hats. They sing about murderous, estranged spouses, and runaway lover cousins in a boot-stomping acoustic configuration that includes banjo, mandolin, cello, and guitar. Some whistles, hoots and hollering, and finger snapping. Which we listen to the song um, "In Good Comp" or uh, "In Hell Will Have Good Company" or "In Company Will Have." Similar to that, I can't remember the name of it. In, in hell, I'll be in good company. In hell, I'll be in good company. Literally, half the uh, the music in there is finger snapping and whistling. Yeah, which is awesome because I mean, I think they have like one guy has like a cello or some shit like that, and their guy has a banjo, and the rest of his whistles and finger snaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, hooting, hollering, finger snapping. Sometimes their fans dress up like them too and dance and sing the night away, but that's not mandatory. Uh, the band consists of Nate Hilt, who is the lead vocals guitar, Scott Pringle, who does the mandolin and vocals, Colton Crawford does the banjo, and then Danny Kenyon, who does cello. And these guys have badass names too. I'm not sure if these are stage names or real names, but I mean, like, fucking Kenyon? I mean, come on now. It just screams badass. Pringle? Badass people. Uh, last verse I want to read. Um, the band isn't just about style and good looks. Their full-length album, Good Company, released on Curve One, is full of rousing blue bluegrass kickers that challenge you to smile or do a little jig or, heck, even headbang. They played them all over Europe and the U.K. multiple times as well as Canadian into the U.S. And Thrawn fans, we just can't get enough. And I think Coop's about to throw up in my room. Yeah, well, fuck it. Um, yeah, so I love them. I'm glad you guys love them. I follow them on Twitter. I think I'm going to get a hold of them, see if they want to come on the show. And I'll probably listen to them a little more tonight, too. So that's pretty awesome. Nice. Nice, right, yeah. Oh, my God, Coop, if you're going to throw up, going to throw up. Don't quit making those fucking noises. There we go. And you fucking eat it. I fucking hate dogs. Did he puke? I don't know what he did. It's like he burped at the fucking ground and then licked the ground. I don't fucking know. I don't know. I'm kind of like I'm kind of like in darkness here. I got my last week. I kind of put together the desk a little more. I got my printer out and everything. I got my uh, my little desk lamp. Changed the light bulb in it. Tightened up a screw so it doesn't like fall over bent. So like literally, I am working with one light just beaming on my desk. Complete darkness with a fan blowing, so there's less heat in here. I mean, it's amazing. I got my 
my bubble mug here with some water in it. So, I am ready to go, and I'm excited to get started with our uh, predictions. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I guess... Uh, well, wait, 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 wait. The predictions of what? Our Oscar predictions. There we go. I was going for Colin to do it. I was like... Like you, I mean, like well, I, I asked the question. Why would I answer the question? <laughs> I answer my own questions all the time. <laughs> um, well, what I was gonna say is, um, what we decided to, what we decided last week is what we're going to do for the Oscar nominations. We're gonna do a two-part show where we do the first half of our predictions, which there's 24 categories. So we're gonna do 12 one week, 12 the other week, do our predictions. And then, um, you know, wait until the end of February where the Oscars come out and then uh, figure out who's correct. Uh, but what we decided, Joe came up with the idea, which I think is a lot easier and a lot you know, better for all of us as a whole, is we're going to do our top six categories, talk and talk and discuss those in this episode. And then the other, uh, was it, 18 categories, we're just going to predict on our own and then we'll just list them either in the show notes or on the website or wherever they are so you know who our predictions are for everything else, so you get an idea of where we're standing as far as everything else. And that's the same thing as last year. You know, we'll follow the Oscars, find out who's who's correct on their decisions. You know, winner will win what they won last year, which is apparently nothing because I haven't gotten anything yet. Right, guys? Yep. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Keep that in mind when I win again. I'm I'm appropriately ashamed of myself, just so you know. <laughs> I'm looking down at my feet and blushing. <laughs> oh, it's all right, it's all right, but it's cool because uh, we're going to um, we're going to get started here since uh, Derek hates anything that's over an hour, so you don't want to upset Princess. So, <clears throat> so where are we at? Where are we at with time? We're about what twenty minutes in, I think, give or take. Oh uh, yeah, about twenty-two. Okay, yeah. Oh, so yeah, we got time. Now we'll just go over and listen to Derek bitch about it. <laughs> I hope you're listening to this, Derek. When I say that, I love to get that Facebook message. Hey guys, we're a little over this week. You fuck. <laughs> but I love you and thank you for all the work you do. Um, okay, so you want to start at the bottom and work our way up to the big uh, award, or work our way from the top award down to the bottom. Uh, either way, uh, I say we go from the bottom. Cool. So we'll go from the bottom. Uh, that's going to be uh, the animated movie. Is that correct? Excellent. Because we're going to do uh, what we're going to do. Animated movie, uh, best supporting actress, best supporting actor, uh, leading actress, leading actor, and uh, best picture. So that gives us six. So we're going to go through those six, and then we'll be able to talk a little more about <laughs> everything. And then, like I said, the other 18, we'll just pick on our own and upload it later. So, uh, Joey, you have the uh, animated uh, movies, right? I do. Okay, so uh, why don't you uh, go ahead and give us a quick rundown of what they are. Sure. So there is Moana, the new Disney movie with the uh, Samoan princess. There's Zootopia, uh, which is the movie with the rabbit and the fox who are friends. Um, There's My Life as Corgetta, which I don't know about. And honestly, it's so far off my radar, I don't want to give it the time of day. Um, there's Wait, the, what'd you call it? Uh, my life is Corgetta. It might be Corgette or Corgette. I'm not sure. 
What the fuck is that? No idea. Yeah, according to the Oscars official page, it says yeah. My Life as a Zucchini. Yeah. Oh, seriously? This is as a courgette cour- cour- on my ca- on my list here. Where Weird. did you get that from, Joe? I'm on Google. Just, You're just, on Google? Yeah, I searched uh, Oscar nominations. Yeah, I'm looking at My Life as a Zucchini. Oh, <laughs> that makes more sense. I still don't know anything about it. Oh, God, we're off to a great start. So, and then there's uh, The Red Turtle, the mm-hmm. uh, Studio Ghibli film, I think. Yes. Uh, and then Kubo and the Two Strings, which I'm pretty sure is going to win. Because it's the you best. Think, you've seen it? Kubo I have seen two- it. It was excellent. It's a fantastic stop-motion film in the style of um, Japanese... Um, like, it's... What is it? Like a Japanese um, myth story. Um, and it is, okay. it's awesome. Every, everything Definitely about it was great. Definitely have to check it out. Yeah. So, from the music uh, is, to the... So, so of all, all five of these, or six, if you count the made-up one you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> How many of these five did you see? Just the one? I saw two. I saw Kubo and the Two Strings, and I saw Zootopia. Um, I've been meeting to see Moana and I've heard really good things about it. And I think it's definitely a contender because it's, um, it's basically, uh, it's basically a Pixar studio, uh, Pixar movie, but set in a Disney princess world. So that's, I mean, that's like if Toy Story one and like, uh, Mulan or Aladdin had a baby. So I think it's got a good shot. I think Moana has a good shot of winning. But I just, I really enjoyed Kubo and the Two Strings, and it's hard for me to talk bad about it. Gotcha. See, I went, I went with Moana just because I heard how great it was. Uh, I didn't see any of these. I'm not an animated guy. But it kind of reminds me of Lilo and Stitch when I look at the covers. So I love Lilo and Stitch. That's, that's my logic on that. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I mean, plus, I mean, you got 95% uh, percent on Google users, 95 on Rotten Tomatoes, and 79 on IMDb, so. Which one's that? Uh, Moana. The, the grown-up Lilo and Stitch. Yeah, yeah. Without the Stitch. So Joe's Kubo. Yep. Travis's Moana. I mean, in this category, I just got, I know I probably won't. But I gotta do it because they're my people. Uh, I have to go with the Red Turtle. Nice. Um, I'm a diehard Studio Ghibli uh, fan. And gotta support that turtle. I thought you would. <laughs> I can't. I can't blame you. They make great movies. Yeah, they do. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, at least now we know. At least with this one, one of us is gonna be right, or we're all gonna be wrong. It's true. It's yeah. probably going to be Zootopia. It's probably going to be Zootopia. And I'm assuming my life is a zucchini or the made-up one that you're going, uh, you're talking about. I don't think either one of those are going to win. I could see that one actually winning. My life is a zucchini? Yeah. Or whatever the fuck Joe called it. My life is yeah. a courgette. <laughs> hey, fucker. <laughs> Like, literally, like, I can see the meme where it says, like, you had one job. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> as soon as I have internet access on my iPad, I'll send it to you. Oh, God, please do, because, I mean, there's only five choices here, man. I mean, like, it's not even like there's like a list of ten and you goofed up one word. Like, it's not like you said my life has a zuckney. You went with a completely different word. No, I'm guessing it's probably zucchini in some other language. Like French <laughs> or something. Oh my god. It's not in Italian. I can tell you that. Because Italian for zucchini is zucchini. But. <laughs> yes. Uh, Joey, I love you. Love you too. See, I even Googled it, and it says my life has a zucchini. Ah, I don't know what happened. <laughs> Google failed you. It's this damn, this damn Connecticut internet. It says right here, results pending. Kubo and the two strings, Moana, my life has a zucchini, the red turtle, and Zootopia. So I don't know what you were looking at. <laughs> Mine's well, almost in the exact opposite order. Yeah. That's bizarre. <laughs> fucking connecticut i know um all right well hey, at least uh, at least we got our choices there and none of us chose your bullshit lie okay uh next one on the list and I, I just want i just want to tell people now when i say we're starting from the bottom and working our way up uh, to the important ones I'm not saying that supporting actress or lead actress is less as important as supporting actor and lead actor. It's literally just from the bottom up in the role of the act, uh, the Oscars. So it's not me being sex- sexist, saying yours before the guys. It's the Oscars that are being sexist. So by all means, get a hold of them, not me. Just want to clear that up. Okay. Uh, probably none of them thought that until I just mentioned it. Like, oh, really? So we're almost as important as fucking animated movies? You son of a bitch. Anyways, uh, <laughs> actress in a supporting role. We have a... V- I apologize if I screw up your name, but like you're listening to this fucking show anyways. <laughs> uh, Viola Davis uh, from the movie Fences. Naomi Harris from the movie Moonlight. Nicole Kidman from the movie Lion. Octavia Spencer from Hidden Figures, and Michelle William from Manchester by the Sea. Okay, okay. So who wants to uh, wants to give their guess first? Uh, mine. I'm I'm going to go with uh, Naomi Harris. Naomi Harris from Moonlight. Yep. Uh, what about you, Joe? Uh. Octavia Spencer from Hidden Figures. Because it's the only movie I saw. How was it? It was excellent. Yeah. It, it, it did look pretty good. It was excellent. Kevin Cosner. Very well done. Good. <laughs> oh, I love you, Joe. <laughs> I don't even know my, what I did, but... My simple algorithm and... My scientific mind used an equation based on what I feel is the best choice. Now I'm going to go with Octavia Spencer because that's the one I saw. (laughs) (laughs) So because that's the one out of the five I've seen, it must be the winner. Of course. That's how it works. You have to have some reasoning behind it. Uh, 
That's true. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Viola Davis from Fences. Um, I actually sat and uh, watched all the um, the trailers for um, all the movies that, you know, were the Best Picture nominations. I uh, read uh, some of the reviews and stuff by them, too. Uh, and she really stood out. Like, out of all the trailers, and I saw all the trailers for all of these, she stuck out so much in that trailer and just like it, like it almost caught my eye is like she was like one of the leading roles in it. I mean, like because I mean, obviously with Fences, the uh, leading role is Denzel Washington, and uh, I believe she plays his wife. But I mean, like she is so involved in what's going on in the movie. I, I mean, it has to go to her, like without a doubt. So it's my choice. Not that I saw it. Phew. <laughs> You're supposed to be the logical one here, Jim. Eh. Eh, Even I the smart people got to take a break, right? Yep. A actor in a supporting role. Uh, we got uh, Mahershala Ali, which I think I said that right. I'm proud of myself. I think you're right, yeah. Uh, so Mahershala Ali from Moonlight, Jeff Bridges from Hell or High Water, Lucas Hedges from Manchester by the Sea, Dev Patel from Lion, Michael Shannon from Nocturnal Animals. Uh, me, I'll have to go with Michael Shannon. Um, <coughs> that's because he's one of the actors I've actually I actually have heard of, and know and seen, and I've always thought he's done a great job in his roles that he plays in. So. Nice. Nice. I got to go uh, Mahershala Ali. Um, he's been in actually a lot of things this year. Um, he was in Moonlight. Um, he was in um, Hidden Figures. He was in Luke Cage. And he's done a tremendous job everywhere he's been. So I think... Uh, I think, And, and I think he's a, a fairly new, fresh-on-the-scene actor. So I think, I think it's going to be him. Uh, yeah, if he does win that, I'll be very surprised. Since he is, like you said, new on the scene. But yeah, I've I've really enjoyed him everywhere I've seen him. So I mean, I don't know. I I haven't seen any of these movies either. So Jeff Bridges might get it because he's Jeff Bridges. <laughs> Man, he's the Morgan Freeman of white guys. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna go with Lucas Hedges from Manchester by the Sea. Um, I guess if everyone else could do it, um, he seemed like he did good in it. In my <laughs> good answer. <laughs> That's all I got. Oh shit. Um, yeah, no, I mean, like I said, I mean, like just going through the trailers, reading about these uh, movies and everything, it. He seems like one of those characters you can relate to, which, uh, I mean, and it came down to Lucas Hedges or uh, Mahershala Ali. But for some reason, like, I, I just like Lucas's uh, character in the movie, being uh, being a teenage boy that has to go through these struggles and everything. I, I think it was, um, I think he did a good job at it. Uh, like, he made, he made that role his, which was awesome. So, I think he definitely has the opportunity to uh, take home that award. God, we were going through this quick. I'm proud of us. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. Actress in a leading role. Isabella Hubert from Ella. Ruth Naga from Loving. Natalie Portman from Jackie. Emma Stone from La La Land. And Meryl Streep from Florence, Florence Foster Jenkins. What do you got, Colin? What do I got? Uh, I think I'm going to have to crap where I just jumped to. Uh, you think you got crap? No, sorry. I want to say probably that Ruth Nega. From loving? I'm loving. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. Just cause? Yep. Perfect. Joey? Uh, I'm going Emma Stone for La La Land. Because uh, La La Land, I think, is going to probably sweep as much of it as it can this year. And uh, because of that, I think she's going to get it. La La Land. Okay, so... When you look at Best Picture, uh, just real quick to skip forward, uh, there's two, four, six, eight. There are nine nominations for Best Picture. Mm-hmm. I watched every single trailer, and La La Land was the one I hated the most. Is it because now, it's a musical? No, it was just like, it, I mean, like, it's not, be- it's not because it's a musical. It's the music in it that bothered me. And I like, like, don't get me wrong, I like musicals. I mean, like, I enjoyed Sweeney Todd, Rock of Ages. I mean, I would rather go to a musical over a play. I'm a musical guy. Uh, High School Musical, I'll even watch that shit. But it was just, it was, I think it was just the trailer itself. And, like, obviously I shouldn't judge a movie based on the trailer. But the trailers were supposed to draw you to the movie itself. And if I can't enjoy the trailer of a movie, how the fuck can I enjoy the movie? And don't get me wrong, I like Emma Stone. I mean, like, she's been a great actress in all the movies that I've seen her in. Uh, I think Easy A was probably my favorite. Um, when she was a supporting actor in, um, oh, God, The Rocker. She was great. Um, I don't think she's going to win uh, actress in a leading, uh, leading role, though. I don't think she's quite there yet. But Natalie Portman is. Because her playing Jackie Kennedy is probably one of the best things I've seen this year. Um, I mean, she brings that fucking thing to life, man. Natalie Portman? Natalie Portman. She brings that role to life. I mean, like, she makes you, she makes you live what Jackie Kennedy lived. I mean, she did, yeah. such, she did such an amazing job. And obviously, again, I'm going based off trailers. I didn't see the fucking movie. But <laughs> it's like I said, like, previous with La La Land, if the trailer won't draw me in, the movie's not going to – it's not going to – I am not. I have no motivation to go see the movie then. But seeing this trailer, I regret not seeing this movie because this is a JFK movie that isn't seen through the eyes of JFK or it's not seen through the eyes of, you know, Secret Service – this is through Jackie Kennedy herself. And I think because of that, I think she's going to win this because she did such an amazing job. Um, 
just a quick uh, look at Natalie Portman because I did this. I'm not sure if you guys did this for the people you chose. Uh, Natalie Portman was uh, nominated in 2005 for uh, Supporting Actress. She won Best Actress for Black Swan. And she's pending for Best Actress for Jackie Kennedy. So she's won already. I think she's going to go back and win again. Fair. Damn right, fair. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you heard it, but I pen dropped that shit. I did. I did hear it. <laughs> because uh, you didn't have a mic to drop? Yeah, I mean, that involved me dropping my headset, and let's face it, if I don't have a job, I can't afford to buy a new one. <laughs> um, all right. Actor in a leading role. So these uh, actor in a leading role and best picture uh, were the toughest choices I had to make. And it's because of three movies. And they're both the same three movies in best picture and leading actor. But the uh, nominations for actor in a leading role is Casey Affleck from Manchester by the Sea, Andrew Garfield from Hacksaw Ridge, Ryan Gosling from La La Land. Vigo Mortensen, I think I said that right. Mortensen. Captain, did I said that right? Mortensen, mm-hmm. Vigo Mortensen. Yeah. Oh yeah, whatever. Captain Fantastic, Denzel Washington from Fences, and I think that's it. Just those five. Yeah. I hate how this is. Anyone else on the Oscar website itself? Yep. No. It's like I'm every just time when you scroll. Oh, so every time like I scroll up or down, like the top thing just drops back down over all my shit, and it's pissing me off. Mm-hmm. Right, there we go. Good. Okay. Um, Colin, what are you looking at here? Denzel. Gotta go with my boy. I think he's an amazing actor, and he deserves it. Nice. Yeah. I love everything that he's in. Nice. I gotta go Ryan Gosling. Because I've already decided La La Land is sweeping. <laughs> um. All right, so when I was looking at this, it came down to three people for me. It came down for Casey Affleck, Andrew Garfield, or Denzel Washington, just because of the movies they're in and the way they, you know, performed in it. Um. So I wanted to go back and do some quick research and just you know see like how can I really narrow this down. Um. Andrew Garfield was nominated this year for leading role. This is the only nomination he ever got for uh, the Academy Award. I think because of that, since it's the first time, he's still kind of a newer guy. I don't think he's going to like really win it, so I have to eliminate him from that point. Casey, uh, As- Casey Affleck was nominated for a... <laughs> Were you about to say Affleck? <laughs> I don't know what the hell I was going to say. I think I was going to say Affleck. I don't even know. I-, I was thinking of the duck in my head. As I was trying to say his name. Yeah. Um, uh, he was nominated for a supporting actor role in 2007 so he's always been nominated but never won and then obviously you have Denzel Washington who been nominated five times for best actor and two times for supporting actor he's won once for supporting actor back in 1989 and he won once for uh, best actor in 2001 and what baffles me is he was never nominated for any Academy Award as an actor for uh Remember the Titans, which baffled me. Hmm. I mean, that shocked me because, like, I thought that was one of his best roles. Again, my opinion. But uh, he won. Uh, he won in nineteen eighty nine for Glory, 
and he won uh, for Best Supporting Actor in Glory, and he won for Best Actor in 2001 for Training Day. So, um, so with all that, and trying to figure out, you know, what do I think is the best choice? Is it Casey Affleck or is it Denzel Washington? Mm. And because of everything I... I researched and the trailers again I read and it was really hard between Casey and Denzel but I think I ended up going for Denzel I, I, I that's my final choice I'm going Denzel Washington uh, the veteran here I think he's gonna come back and take one more because of this movie um, and also he did such a great job in fucking Magnificent 7 and it bothers me that none of these have a nomination for a Magnificent Seven. Not one. Anywhere. And that upsets me in ways. So many ways. That's it? It's just so many, so many different ways it's upsetting. But yeah, I'm going with Denzel Washington. He's my choice. He's my guy. I think he's going to take the leading role. Nice. Ward Hall. And I'm going to kick myself in the genitals if it ends up being Casey Affleck. <laughs> but I, don't think it, I, don't, I don't think it will, though. But I think... Um, I think what comes on to it, I think uh, uh, Hacksaw Ridge and uh, Manchester by the Sea, I think these roles that Casey Affleck and Andrew Garfield uh, uh, portrayed is really going to push their careers. I think they're going to do a lot more just based on what uh, 2016 did for them. So Mm -hmm. I won't be surprised if they get some more nominations and possibly even a win next year. Nice. But it ain't going to happen this year. And you mark my words on that. I'm going to say that. Next year, Garfield or Affleck, one of them will win an award. So I'm calling it right now. I don't know if it's going to be supporting. I don't know if it's going to be the main one. They're going to win. At least a movie they're in. Something's going to happen with them. Calling it right now. Um, All right. Uh, The last one we're going to discuss, the biggest one probably, uh, Best Picture. Uh, I came down to two, four, six, eight, nine of them. Yeah, nine choices. Uh, Arrival, Fences, Hacksaw Ridge, Hell and High Water, Hidden Figures, La La Land, Lion, Manchester by the Sea, and Moonlight. And uh, not that this matters. I don't think it's going to sway your guys' choices in any way, but just give you an idea. Uh, I looked up IMDb on all of these to kind of figure out what the IMDb rating was on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just a quick run view. Uh, Arrival got an 8.2. Fences got an 8.4. Hacksaw Ridge, 8.4. Hell or High Water, 7.7. Hidden Figures, 8.0. La La Land, 8.6. Lion, 8.0. Manchester by the Sea, 8.3, and Moonlight at 8.2. Well, that reflects what I thought. I'm going with La La Land. Are you going with La La Land because of the 8.6, or you knew that before I said it? I was going to say that before he even said that. Okay. The only reason I'm saying that is because I've heard a lot of talk about that movie. Yeah, I seriously haven't even heard a single bad thing about it. Oh. So... Well, except for what you said about it earlier, Travis. That the uh, trailer sucked? Yeah. So, I'm also going La La Land, but we knew that already. (laughs) Uh, Let's see here. Before I give you mine, let's see if I can find negative feedback on La La Land. 
Uh, there's one person that said good intention, but uh, overrated. Reeks of mothballs. So there you go. There's that. Okay. <laughs> um, again, like when it came down to my choice, it came down to fences, Hacksaw Ridge, and Manchester by the Sea. And I ended up choosing Hacksaw Ridge, which, uh, do you guys know what the movie's about? Uh, it's about a guy who is, uh, he's like a doctor or something. He's, I know he's anti-war. World War II American Army medic Desmond T. Doss, who served during the Battle of Okinawa, refuses to kill people and becomes the first man in American history to see the Medal of Honor without firing a shot. Nice. And, um, like I said, I, I watched all three, um... They all have a great story behind them. They're all movies that I will look forward to watch for free because I'm not going to pay for them. Not because they're not great. It's because I don't have the money. Don't have a job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll keep saying that until I have a fucking job. I swear to God, I swear I will. Um, but the biggest thing that sold me on this is, do you know who directed this movie? Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah, Mel Gibson. Haven't heard from Which him in a while. Right, I mean, this is this is this is his coming coming back movie, and obviously, you know, Denzel Washington did direct um, Fences, which he's a, he is a great director. So I mean, nothing bad about that. And um, Manchester by the Sea was directed by Kenneth Log- uh, Lonergan, which I don't know who that guy is. I'm sure he's done some other good things, but I'm not gonna look up that information. But I'm gonna stick with uh, Hacksaw Ridge. I'm gonna say that. Um, the story is going to speak to a lot of people. People are going to be moved by it, and uh, I think that's going to take it. Um, if it's not that, I'm pretty sure it's going to be Fences. But I don't think La La Land is going to take it because La La Land is goofy, and people want real right now. <laughs> I think people want a damn escape. Nope. Nope, because if you know people, like I know people, you know that everyone's going to look at everything that's shitty and be like, what can I do to put me in a worst mood because nobody nowadays want to be like, Oh, I need something to relieve the stress and pain because nobody's normal anymore. I mean, obviously, yeah, when it comes to us, like, Oh my God, what can I do to relieve all, all this anger and shit? And you know, you could be like, you catch Joe, you know, you could read a book or a Bible or Colin who violently masturbates or me who drinks, you know, we find normal things to relieve stress. Everyone else is like, what can I do to make myself calmer? I'm going to go burn shit. Mm, burning shit. Right? Right? And they could do it either physically by burning shit, or they could do it figuratively and um, watch shitty movies like La La Land. Word. Yeah. So, Emma Stone, I know you're a huge fan of the show. I know you listen every week. Um, I don't think you suck. I think your movie does. Jake Gyllenhaal, I don't give a <laughs> shit. You're Canadian. You can fuck yourself. God. You, not Jake Gyllenhaal, what's it? Ryan Gosling. You too. Oh. <laughs> Wait, that, did I say Gyllenhaal the first time? Yeah. Why do I hate him so much? I don't know. Did you confuse him with Tobey Maguire? No. A lot of people do, do that, though, don't they? I've heard. Uh... Actually, I didn't hear. I saw it on an episode of Celebrity Deathmatch. Where it was like a winner-take-all. <laughs> whoever... Whoever wins gets to claim all of the roles that both of them had ever done. Nice. Yeah. What was I? Th- 
What did I see Jake Gyllenhaal in lately that made me think of Jake Gyllenhaal? I don't know. I'm going to look. I'm going to look. Hold on. Let me look. Because I know I saw, he was part of something. Um, Nocturne. Nocturne. No, that's not it. What the hell did I see him in? I don't know. I saw him in something that made me think of him. Maybe it's a stupid face. I don't know. But um, I think Ryan Gosling's Canadian. Is he Canadian? Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, yep, Canadian actor. Yep. So uh, London, oh. Canada. Bastards taken two places: Canada and England. Huh? <laughs> How the fuck are you born in two different fucking places? Well, it's one place, but. Wait, oh, he's born in, like, of... the town of London? Yeah, the there's a town, here. London, Canada. Ah. Is it really? Yeah, in, in Ontario. Ah, London, Ontario. London is a city in southwestern Ontario, Canada, along the Quebec City. Oh, I thought he was just being a smug fuck. <laughs> I was like, there's another reason I hate this piece of shit. It's like he fucking, like, his mom birthed half of him in Ontario, and they flew her ass to fucking London. Because, like, no, I need something better. So they fucking tried to hit Maine because, you know, everyone wants to be born American, but completely whiffed and ended up in London. That'd yeah. be something. It's like right? a 20-hour miss. I know. It's like a, I mean, it's a big old fucking whoops. But I digress. Uh, fifth cast, I love you guys. Fear, you know I just kid. Um, I got to say, I think we went through that pretty well. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so we got all our guesses for the big ones. Um, the rest of them, we'll just uh, get ourselves and get them done by the end of the week, uh, turn them in, and then uh, we'll get them done in the show notes and shit like that. Um, so, yeah, we'll take care of that, and uh, I'm going to turn it over to uh, Colin now. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome back to this freaking state of mind. As you know, the section's about where we go through the states um, until, well, go through each state and tell a little bit, some facts about that state. Um, <coughs> as if you were here last week, we went through in or Illinois. Oh, messing up my states here. <coughs> we ended with uh, Illinois last week. And, uh, we're going to be moving right along this week to the good old state of Indiana. Ooh. Um, did you just boo that? <laughs> I did, because I'm from there. Yeah, yeah. Hey. And I feel it's entitled. All fair. I booed Illinois last week, yep. so. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, moving right along, let's try and knock these out pretty quick. We have lined up tonight uh, a total of 29 facts for you, so let's get right on it. The first long-distance auto race in the U.S. was held on May 30th of 1911 at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. The winner averaged 75 miles an hour and won a first-place prize of $14,000. Today, the average speed is over 167 uh, miles per hour, and the prize is more than... 1.2 million dollars. Jeez. So, so it's definitely has increased since then. 
Uh, would you say that's due to inflation, Joe? <laughs> oh, some of it, but I'm guessing some of it's popularity of the sport. Oh, yeah, that's true. Although I hear it's uh, on the decline. Huh? NASCAR is on the decline. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I can see that. Um, so Millennials, Indiana- of course, are to blame. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. We don't have the attention span for a three-hour race. Makes big jerk-off <laughs> motion with his hand. Uh, Indianapolis Motor Speedway is the site of the greatest spectacle in sports Uh, the Indianapolis 500 the Indianapolis 500 is held every Memorial Day weekend in the Hoosier capital city the race is 200 laps or 500 miles long holy fucking shit why don't they just do that across the fucking country or however fucking far that would be you could just drive the entire state couldn't you and it'd be fine what's that it says it's 500 miles long don't you just don't they just close off 500 miles of the road and just have them race that <laughs> god that would be about like what construction season is like there <laughs> um for moviegoers and movie fans uh, the movie Hard Rain, great movie. It was actually filmed in Huntingsburg, or Huntingburg, Indiana. It's a really good movie. Uh, if you haven't seen it, you should check it out. <coughs> During World War II, the P-47 fighter plane was manufactured in Evansville, Indiana, at Republic Aviation. Nice. Moving on, uh, Marcella Grulier of Indianapolis created the Raggedy Ann doll in 1914. Hmm. Um, uh, according to this, the first professional baseball game was played in Fort Wayne on May 4th, 1871. Now, as I said before, and I say every time, I get these from the Internet. As all you fuckers would too. So if something seems wrong and doesn't seem right, get off your ass and do a little research yourself. I'm not here to do everything for you. So <laughs> I give you something to think about and maybe something to learn about. So You know what's crazy? On. You know what's crazy about that baseball fact? Is that Indiana what? doesn't have a professional team that's like in the big league. Yeah, that's true. Yep. So, yep. James Dean, a popular movie star of the 1950s in such movies as East of Eden and Rebel Without a Cause, was born February 8th, 1941 in Marion, Indiana. Hmm. And he actually died in a car crash at the age of 24. So, may he rest in peace a short Young guy had a short life lived. Um, kind of sucks, but it happens. <clears throat> uh, David Letterman was also born in Indiana, in Indianapolis in 1947. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a town called Santa Claus, Indiana, and it receives over one half of million letters and a request at Christmas time each year. Hmm. Damn, a lot. Um, 
Crawfordsville is home to the only known working rotary jail in the U.S. Uh, the jail, with its rotating cell block, was built in 1882 and served as Montgomery County Jail in 1972, and it is now a museum. Hmm. I had no idea, and I lived most of my life like 15 minutes from Crawfordsville. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, when you get back there, you need to go and check it out. So, uh, the historic Park County has 32 covered bridges, and it is the covered bridge capital of the world. That's cool. Is uh is that the place that has the covered bridge festival? Uh huh. Is it? I'm pretty sure. All right, because I remember like um, not to interrupt you, Con. I apologize. For no, that's that. fine. Uh, I remember like I think Carl used to say like there was like a mud volleyball tournament or something there. I might be getting that mixed up with Fowler's Festival. So, yeah, Earl Park's Fall Festival. Earl Park. There we go. Yeah. yeah. There was something there was something about the Cover Bridge Festival from when we were younger. Oh, I don't I can't remember. remember what the hell it was. I don't know either. I'm gonna to talk to Carl about that shit. Alright, go ahead, Colin. <laughs> yeah, I I've actually heard of the Cover Bridge Festival. You ever and been I there? I looked it up and that actually is where it is. So, have you have you ever been there, Colin? I have not. I've never been there either, but we should make that a trip one day. Yeah, I've uh, I've heard people that have gone. So, yeah, I believe uh, Bill Katie's dad has gone yeah. there. Yeah, I've heard I've heard of people going to places too. <laughs> well, I mean, it's somebody you know. Yeah, um, yeah, but... Joey's been there. <laughs> True to its motto, Crossroads of America, Indiana has more miles of interstate highway per square mile than any other state. Uh, the Indiana state motto can be tracked back to the early 1800. In the early years, river traffic, especially along the Ohio, was a major means of transportation. The National Road, a major westward route, and the North-South Michigan Road crossed in Indianapolis. Today, more major highways intersect in Indiana than any other state. Do you know? Uh, do you know why Indiana's called the crossroad? Uh, now I do. No, no. But you want to know the real reason? I can tell you the real well, reason. Well, let's see why. What the real reason is? Because nobody will fucking stop in Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say that the reason there's so many roads connecting to Indiana is because so many people are trying to get the fuck out. That's right. It is quite. It is quite the armpit of America. Although, I did find out when I was in Italy that they consider Hoosiers to be the angels of America. There you go. We have, a, we have a reputation abroad as the nicest people in America. Which must mean that like people from Kansas don't leave the country. But I always assumed that people in Indiana were so kind is because people are so adept to treating their family with such respect and since everyone in Indiana is related to each other that's they just kind of merged it from there that's the long and short of it probably yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you guys are okay because technically you come from Oak Forest which right is fine. yeah we, we yeah, migrated yeah yeah you guys are good Calm, go ahead <laughs> uh, Indiana's shoreline with Lake Michigan is only 40 miles long 
which to me that seems like quite a bit, but uh, uh, it is actually still considered a Great Lake state. Oh. I mean, to me, 40 miles is a long way. I guess not compared to the other states that border it, but mm-hmm. it's interesting. Um, more than 100 species of trees are native to Indiana. Uh, before the pioneers arrived, more than 80% of Indiana was covered with forest. And now only 17% of the state is considered forested. That is a fuck ton <laughs> difference. I could see that. That's weird, but I can imagine it. Yeah. Because that whole state is, is just totally leveled. It's all fine. Oh, land. yeah. Yep. Uh, deep below the earth in southern Indiana is a sea of limestone. That is one of the richest deposits of top quality limestone found anywhere on Earth. Hmm. Uh, the New York's New York, the Empire State Building, Rockefeller Center, as well as the Pentagon, the U.S. Treasury, a, and a, other dozen government buildings in D.C., as well as 14 state capitals around the nation, are built from uh, Indiana's limestone. Huh. I did not know that. Apparently, it is a very good building material. Oh, yeah. So. yeah as long as you don't build it in a place that gets acid rain. <laughs> uh, although Indiana means land of the Indians, there are fewer than 8,000 Native Americans living in the state today. You can see that. Uh, in 1700s, the first three non-Native American settlements in Indiana were three French forts. Fort, blah, three French forts. The Quaytun, I don't know, Fort Miami and Fort Benson. Was the first one Wiatnon? Yeah, very good possibility. Is it like O U I something? Yeah. O U I A T E N O N. Yeah, Huatnan. Now, yeah. now, just to be clear, Joey, are you sure you don't mean zucchini? <laughs> <laughs> this time I'm reasonably certain because it's in Lafayette, which is my home city. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. Uh, although they had few settlers in the region. French presence in Indiana lasted almost 100 years after the British won the French-Indian War. And upon signing the Treaty of Paris in 1763, the French surrendered their claims to the Lower Great Lakes region. Hmm. Uh, Fort Wayne is Indiana's second largest city and had its beginnings in 1794 after the Battle of the Fallen Timbers when General Mad Anthony Wayne built Fort Wayne on the site of a Miami Indian village. I mean, they keep talking about Miami. I'm thinking Florida here. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
Um, many Mennonite and Amish live on the farmland of northeastern Indiana. One of the United States' largest Mennonite congregation is in Bern. Hmm. According to the Amish, during or during rules, uh, they are forbidden to drive cars, use electricity, or go to public places of entertainment. Um, very interesting. I mean, I I know I've seen Amish and Mennonites in Illinois as well. So very peaceful folks. So yeah, I like them. <laughs> yep. Uh, they don't bother anybody. So. I mean, not that I know, but uh, at one time, the Studebaker Company of South Bend was the nation's largest producer of horse-drawn wagons, it, and it has later developed into a multi-million dollar automobile manufacturer. Is the Studebaker still around? I don't think it is. I don't think it is either, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Indianapolis grocer Gilbert Van Camp. Does anybody know what? Get, have a guess what he did? I have no idea. Travis, what, what did you what did you say his last name was? Uh, Gilbert Van Camp. Van Camp. He invented the camper. No. Damn it. He uh he discovered his customers enjoyed an old family recipe for pork and beans in tomato sauce. Hmm. Hence, he beans? opened the canning company of Van Camp's Pork and Beans. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, uh, moving right on, we have Indiana's university's greatest swimmer was Mark Spitz who won seven gold medals in 1972 Olympic Games. And it says no other athlete has won so many gold medals in a single year. Hmm. So, um, this one I'm a fan of because... Well, let me just read it. In 1934, Chicago gangster John Dillinger escaped the Lake County Jail in Crown Point, Indiana, by using a pistol he had carved from a wooden block. That is still my favorite Johnny Depp movie. Oh, yeah. And it's by far mine, too. Mm-hmm. It was a good movie. Um, I went and saw that in theaters by myself when it first came out. That was a great movie. I was blown away by it, and I, as soon as it came out, I bought it. So. For all of you guys that don't know, uh, we're talking about Public Enemy. Uh, referencing Public Enemy number one, um, John Dillinger at the time, 1930s. So. Um, in 1862, Richard Gatling of Indianapolis invented the rapid-fire machine gun. Hmm. Yeah. So if you've ever heard of a Gatling gun, that was named after him. So Crazy. Yep. 
Sarah Walker, who called herself Madam J.C. Walker, became one of the nation's first women millionaires. In 1905, Sarah Walker, who claimed her... Oh, wait. Restarted the exact same line. In 1905, Sarah Breedlove McWilliams Walker developed a condition in treatment for straightening hair. Starting with door-to-door sales of her cosmetics, Madam C.J. Walker assumed a master fortune. And now when I read just read that, that middle part changes quite I said J C, then Breedlove McWilliams, and then C J. So we'll just go with Madam Walker. Or Sarah Walker. So Well luckily with it being the internet, it can be whatever you want it to be. Exactly. It can be Gertrude. Exactly. I like her. Gertrude Walker. I am Gert. um, As I've noticed with a lot of our facts that we read out, we always have to have one of these. Um, The Indiana Gazette, Indiana's first newspaper, was published in Venson in 1804. Hmm. Yep. There's always a fact about the newspaper. (laughs) <laughs> but uh let's see the state constitution of 1816 directed the legislature to establish public schools but it was not until the 1850s that state government was able to establish a public school system interesting mm-hmm uh, at one time, 12 different stagecoach lines ran through Indiana on the National Road, uh, now what is considered U.S. Interstate 40. Hmm. In 1830s, in the 1830s, uh, canals were dug linking the Great Lakes to Indiana's river system. Uh, the canals proved to be a financial disaster and railroads made the canal systems obsolete before it was even completed. Huh. <laughs> so that's a real bummer. <laughs> um, and for our final fact of the day for Indiana, Indiana's first major railroad line linked to Madison and Indianapolis together. And was created in 1847. Hmm. That was uh, this week's This Freaking State of Mind. Uh, Stay tuned for next week and find out a little more facts about our next state. Uh, Take care and moving uh, back to you, Travis. Sweet. Hey, Joey. Yes. Um... We've all forgiven you for being uh, a uh, hometown boy from Indiana. And uh, we love you for it either way now. Uh, But unfortunately, if you listen to this freaking show once a week, you only get one hour of Geekash show. So if somebody wanted to get on, let's say two hours of Geekash show, how do they go about doing that? If you wanted, say, two hours of Geekcast Joe in your week, you could listen to this freaking show 
And you can listen to my other podcast, GeekCast Live, which you can find at gcl.ninja. You can also find us on Facebook, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Twitter and YouTube by searching GeekCast Live. How did you pronounce Facebook just now? I'm not sure. I blacked out. <laughs> it sounded like you spelled it with a U in there, like Facebook. Facebook? I might have done that. <laughs> that Entirely was, possible. That's the coolest fucking thing. Okay, Joe, you're on top of it tonight, brother. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying to do these different things to kind of like introduce that fucking plug. I got work out. I got to get some other things. Um. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, um, as I've said time and time again, you know, if you're listening to this, you obviously have found us in one location or another to listen to this podcast every week, whether it be Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. You have found us, so I really don't need to explain any farther where you can find us at. But as far as social media goes, if you want to interact with us or get in contact with us or just find out what we're thinking about, talking about, or, you know, what we're uh, trying to get out there for our audience to enjoy, uh, follow us on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook just by searching this freaking show. And you can also go to our website, thisfreakingshow.com, where it has a contact section where you can get a hold of us. If you have questions, comments, concerns, uh, you have an idea of maybe a guest you want uh, ha- want us to have on the show, an interview, you know, let us know. We'll get in contact with them, and we'll make it happen. Um, use the hashtag freaking sane on Twitter to, uh, you know, in- interact with us quicker. I, I check it every week, and, uh, you know, we always seem to get, like, the same guy using the uh, handle every single week. Hmm. I'm happy with that. What's that guy's name? I'm going to pull it up real quick. Yeah. I'm not sure if he's a weekly listener to it or he just really loves the hashtag. Because literally, anything with the word freaking in it is fucking awesome. Yeah, it is. So, I'm just saying. So real quick, I'm just going to pull this up. And um, go latest, not tops. It's all me. It's all me. Hey, expecting. Look at that guy. Oh, yeah, that's right. I think he screwed up. That's why I never mentioned him because he spelled it wrong. Fucking Gertrude. <laughs> I don't know. I can't find it now. Now that's going to bug me. Come on. The guy does like every week. Yeah, well, it don't matter. Uh, to the guy I'm talking about right now, just follow this and find us and tell me, hey, you know, it's me. Blah, blah, blah. Bullshit, bullshit. Um, there is one more thing I'm going to do before we leave, and I promised I was going to do this, and I never did. If I could find it real quick. Uh, I was going to do quotes once a week. Oh, that's right. I was right. Now I'm going to see if I can find that real quick so I get this done. And I know like we're way past time, and Derek is not going to be happy. And you know, when Derek's not happy, I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> he knows what's going on. Come on, open up real quick. Let me see if I can find this. No, not Travis's notebook. Not my diary. Where the hell is these documents at? No. Wait. Is this what's titled? Nope, that's not it. It's not tough crap. I don't think I'm going to find it. Fuck it. I'll do it next week. Uh, as always, I am Travis, Steve. I'm Awkward Cop. There we go. <laughs> and I'm Geekcast Joe. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of this freaking show. I'm out.